0: Hello,
1: everybody. Welcome to episode 79 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast. Championships are most likely over. And I think everybody, if you're listening to this, take a deep, long breath. It's over. We made it. We lasted through one of the weirdest seasons I have ever participated in. Uh, I am Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF. Scott will be joining shortly. He's running a little late, but our guest tonight is the one and only Joe Pisapia, Mr. Black Book. How are you, Joe? How's your life going right now?
2: I'm good, Andrew. I'm doing all right. I'm uh, assessing the, uh, the damage after championship week. I had uh, three championship games to pay attention to. I lost one to Jamar Chase. I lost one to Joe Burrow. But I won one with Jamar Chase, which was the biggest money league, which also was a guillotine league against one of the best fantasy players on the planet. So I'm very happy. I was an extreme underdog the last two weeks. So coming out with a W on that one made it all worthwhile. And you know what? I'm just happy to be at the dance. And it's funny. You were either on the right side of the Jamar Chase or the wrong side. I was on the right side on that one. I had him in that league, but it still had to come down. We were tied going into Monday night football on that one. He had Chubb. I had Najee Harris. The rest is history.
1: Yeah. Harris definitely beat Chubb on Monday Night Football. I'll sure be is. honest, too. I was on the losing side of Chase, as in I started Chase and lost. It was mm. terrific. Yeah. I didn't That's expect that. That's when you know that. you really deserve it, Andrew. Well, everybody uh, <laughs> in that league, it's my home league. And everybody, you know, a couple people were like, man, you should really retire from fantasy. You're like, man, I don't know why you write stuff. And I'm just like, man yeah dalvin cook with three points we all saw that coming Andre swift was supposed to get a whole bulk of look, workload and he didn't get nothing i mean mm. it was pure luck and i faced harrison chubb on monday night so by halftime my season was done it was it was kind of nice to get to go to bed early and just know that let the let the losing wash over me but <laughs> i won one this year also i also won an eliminator which was kind of nice i won in the cooter doodle Two. So oh you know, is that the one the where you show? get
2: negative point like you know positive points for missed kicks
1: that's the weenus that. league which i do i would love to talk to you about that that whole i would love to do a weenus dynasty league that thing was <laughs> mind-blowing the way the thing was it just it, I genius setup. thinking
2: about that Again, i love it, it about that and it sounded like the weirdest thing i ever heard i like i can't even wrap my mind around that i, I
1: loved can't, listening can't. to you guys on the podcast I, I just heard old man joe sitting in his lawn chair on his front porch being like you damn kids in your new scoring hate, you know
2: i hate kickers <laughs> bad enough and now i gotta worry about getting the worst kickers like I, uh, no no not good. it
1: was a whole different strategy you know what i mean like you don't want the best kicker. You want the ninth best kicker. You want someone that's going to be bad, but not get fired. You know what I mean? Like, it was a tricky line to draw. And I didn't do that well, because it was so crazy. But God, was it fun. Just interesting to see the scores, you know, interception pick six. Hell yeah. Like, what? Are they, who does that? Like, it was exciting. So no, this was the eliminator, the, the fantasy carries eliminator for do- Doodle, And uh, I took that down. So I get a sticker. So that, that makes it worth it. That's, that's what nice. it's all about. Right. Getting them nice. stickers. But anyway, That's we cool. are here to talk about what we're talking about now, looking back at the 2021 season, talking about championship stories. We got a couple from some listeners, but I mean, again, I think you kind of hit on it. I think this week was all about Jamar Chase. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of teams in the finals that had Jamar Chase or Joe Burrow and, and just kind of rode that to a title. I am a, a non-apologetic Bengals fan. I don't hide my fandom. I'm just like you're a Patriots fan, you don't hide mm-hmm. that. I loved watching that game. That was one of the better games I've seen from a fantasy standpoint, from a Bengals standpoint, not from a refereeing standpoint. I'm not (laughs) going to say that that the the game wasn't even or that it wasn't, you know, there was some thumbs on the scale, but both teams had bad calls. And if you didn't watch the whole game, you might not have seen that. But first half was a bunch of calls against the Bengals. Second half was everything for him. And it, man, what a finish. That was a great game. And honestly, like if that becomes an AFC championship matchup again, that could be another fun one. So I think Jamar Chase was pretty much my biggest winner of the championship week. I guess who was on your team in your guillotine guillotine league that kind of brought it home for you other than Chase? I mean, who else did you have by (laughs) then?
2: Well, because it's a guillotine league, everyone has the greatest roster ever, which makes it so hard because you're like, well, I'm going to start this great player or that great player. And you're just hyperventilating about every decision. And I knew I was behind. So I just said, ah, screw it. I'm just going to throw all the upside guys in. But the problem is the one I left on my bench was DK Metcalf. And he (sighs) went off for 30 points. And I went, oh, no. I made the wrong decision in the flex. I can't start DK Metcalf, but I still won anyway. But you know, it's funny. I was going up against that team that had Cooper cup, Jonathan Taylor, like every, like the top 10 players in fantasy. And then against my team, whenever I had left. And the funniest part is, and I guess this is a good story for everybody out there is in that league, I went all in with my fab for Derrick Henry and he got hurt the next week. So every week, what I did rather than throw in the towel and give up, I waited for waivers to run and then I would cherry pick right away the guys who were still available and put them on my roster. I picked up Aaron Rodgers when he was sick with COVID and on the buy and everything that happened there. I, I was like, some maybe if I do well, eventually I'll start him. I'm just going to – it's a super flex. So I was like, maybe I'll grab it, eventually start him right somewhere. And that's what I did. I just tried to stay alive. And you know what? At the end, the dude ahead of me who was so good, he had 50 bucks left. He wanted to spend a dollar on every great player to get him before me. But the one he didn't. Was actually Jamar Chase. It was the one he didn't bid on. And the one that I did and I got for free the next day. And sure enough, that was the one that ended up doing it to him. So I think it's a good lesson of saying, you know, really don't give up. I know it's very easy to throw in the towel, especially the last couple of weeks with the way COVID's been and the way we've had to all kind of manage these rosters and losing players at record clips. But just don't throw in the towel. Never surrender. Sometimes it's going to work out. And I think it's a good lesson of just never giving up. And writing it out and trying for the integrity of the league to just do the best you can every week. And sometimes it actually gets rewarded, believe it or not.
1: And I honestly, I've been writing about it all year for fantasy pros on dynasty roster renovation The se- the series I've done every week. I write a little dynasty article, like what should you do? And almost every article is the same basic tenet of don't give up, keep grinding, put in more effort than your opponents and you end up benefiting almost every mm-hmm. single time. I a hundred percent agree with you. I mean, I think guillotine leagues are obviously a whole different beast, but it's the same logic. You can still translate that to every league. And it's the first one I've ever done.
2: I've never done guillotine leagues until this year. It's the first time I ever stepped into the water and I'm completely hooked. Paul Charchian invited me into one and I did it. And then I took over Tag's guillotine league. Uh, Paul asked me if I would do it. And I, you know, I made it really far with that one. I got all the way to week 14, I think with that one or whatever the week was where Dalvin Cook came back, but it was a Thursday night and I forgot I had Dalvin Cook in that league and I didn't make the switch in and I ended up getting booted because of it. But let me tell you, man, like, guillotine leagues are super fun. I highly recommend them if you've never done them. Just just for fun, just to do something else, because they really are a good time. It's a whole different kind of challenge and strategy.
1: Well, I haven't, and I've been hearing your your trials and tribulations all year on the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast, and I'm, I'm doing it next year. I've decided it's it's time. I've been a little bit hesitant to kind of, it's it's the opposite of Dynasty, you know, in a way. It's literally your season Oh, it's shortened. playing for the
2: moment. Oh, yeah. it's prisoner of the moment. It's the polar opposite, man. It's but exactly I,
1: right. you, can, you can learn a lot from playing that way, too, right? And we always yeah. talk about Dynasty is a weekly game. There is a lot of DFS you can transfer Translate into dynasty and all of that, and really being a good dynasty player just means being active. And guillotine leagues, from what I've heard, are very active. And there's yeah, a whole all, bunch all of variety and a whole yeah. bunch of competition, and that's all. good. Any of that is going to help you in general as a as a dynasty player. So, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. I know you had a, a couple of things we wanted to get going, but how are you today, sir? Welcome, Scott Sidlow, to the uh, Dynasty Junkies podcast.
3: Yeah, so I just first let me uh say that we couldn't do this one live because uh I just have so much cursing to do after this absolutely <laughs> disastrous season that I've just had. I won 10% of my leagues, which is just atrocious. Yeah. Um I did get 36% league payouts, so my I'm still in the black. I'm still gonna Um, you know, honestly, I'm just I'm so ready to move on. I already like took over an orphan and joined a startup. And what I'm just I can't, I just I we gotta get to next season. Let's go. Let's let's roll these leagues over, let's get to the net. let's, let's move on because uh man, I had some I had some heartbreakers and uh it's tough, man. It's tough uh making the championship back to back years and losing to Graham Barfield in back to back years. Like you know, it's like man, like you know. can I just beat Graham Barfield? You know, like well, at least you're losing to somebody not. respectable. You
2: know, that's that's the way I look at it. Like I lost a league to Jamie Eisenberg this year. I lost a league to like, you know, you lose to certain people, you go okay. Like I'm all right with that. I'm at peace with that. Like, you're not losing to some guy off the street you never heard of or you don't know. Like that that hurts. But you know yeah. what? I've done that too. But. Uh, there's a lot of great fantasy players that nobody knows their name. I could tell you right that, yep. <laughs> but like, you know, at least if you're going to lose to somebody, you lose the grand barfield lose to somebody that like, you can yeah, look true. yourself in the mirror in the morning.
1: Well, and when you tell people that story, they go, Oh, I know that guy as opposed to I lost <laughs> to Jason Smith. And you're like, who right. like, It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? At right. least it gives you a little bit of credibility, right? I've oh, been yeah. in my home dynasty. League. This is the third year in a row. I've made the finals the first year, 2019. I won it last year. I lost this year. I lost in the finals. And every again, it's just I lost with Jamar Chase, like I was saying before, like just that's oh, gut punch. I'd rather
2: lose by fifty than lose by one.
1: It was I'd rather a get gut punch.
2: Yeah, that's to me personally. I I can't Damn. stand the what ifs. It drives me crazy. Like I'd rather just be just blown out of the water. And luckily, in the two that I lost, I was just destroyed. Like I yeah. just you know I knew I knew it was not going in the right direction, and you know so be it. So I was at peace with that. But one of them was a charity lead too and Ah. the guy who ended up winning ended up so we all had to we do this thing for black book every year where we donate uh to get in the league to st jude's and then we split the pot to to the winner and the winner actually decided no just put the whole thing to st jude's which was great so we all won anyway that's a nice story. It's a feel-good story. If I And he was playing me. So if I won, I was going to do that anyway. So either way, I feel like, well, it all ended up where it's supposed to. But you want the championship, you know? Yeah. I, and, and the guy yeah. and I was just talking with him, he was actually on stages that Andrew was listening on our Fantasy Pros on the Discord channel. I don't know if he caught him on that, but no. we were joking about it. Like, it was like it was all about beating you he's like i just wanted to beat the final boss i just wanted to get like because i didn't care like at the end of the day it's like it would all be for naught. he's like i was rooting so hard for you to win and then he was teasing me because i was i was riding uh so bad about like dario Goomba Wale and i don't like playing him this week everybody wants to play him and he's like, not only am I playing him against you, I'm making it my RB1 in my lineup now, just to tweak you. And yes. like, it was that kind of trash <laughs> talk. And that's what makes it all worthwhile. That's why we play. It was so much fun to be a part of it. Heck, for, yeah. For a while, it was looking bad for Dare. In the second half, he pulled
1: <laughs> He pulled it off, exactly. Yeah, that was, I I started him in, in a couple different leagues, actually. It only paid off in that one. But speaking of charity leagues, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't catch our users, our, our listeners, I guess, up on Scott Sidlow in the Scott Fishbowl finale. One of the no, top 20 to teams remaining. Oh, and, and
2: look at you. I made the playoffs, but I never get that far. I got in the it's... playoffs, but that was it.
1: Sadly, Scott didn't bring home the, the Scott Fishbowl belt. But Scott, do you want to tell us at all about your Scott Fishbowl journey that that last week? How brutal were lineup setting? Like, how stressed were you putting uh, that
3: up? So I'll be perfectly honest with you. It was the easiest lineup I saw all week. Of course. You know, and, and it just. And, and you lost. I had a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had, that, had a lot. That's of the way it awesome goes,
2: right? You're like, I'm projected to win by 40. So I lost by 12. Like, that's yeah. exactly.
3: Well, what that's, is. that's it. I put in, I mean, I put in my guys that you don't not start. Right. And then mm-hmm. I put in like my, you know, I just told myself a story about each player. And I said, what is the path <laughs> to the moon? Right. And, and what, and which, you know, and I just went down the line and I, I set my, my lineup and yeah, I ended up 13th overall. Um, it's, Respectable. it was a hell That's of fantastic. a year. I beat our, our good buddy, uh, JP Hurley from uh, DTC. So I will always be able to have that on him. I also finished ahead of Gabe Gearing. Uh, uh I was just going to F- say, F-F-Man bun. yeah, so, our, uh, our, theme music uh, from Rich, F-F Rich F-F did finish ahead of me. Uh, Who won so, this year? Who won the like, fishbowl? It was a fan. Uh, Isaac Seaborn.
1: Yeah. Isaac nice. Seaborn. I gave I him did. a follow. it's just a yeah. random person. I think it's he knows what he's doing.
3: Three fans, top three. Yep, that's awesome. Um, including my buddy Peter Meyer, who I'm in a league with, and he lo- he was less than three points from the title. So, well, uh, second place
1: was yeah, less than fun, one point. I think. I mean, fun. like it was those three point were right eight. there. Point yeah,
3: eight. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a great final. Um, it was fun. I was invested just for these guys at the end because I didn't have anybody Monday night. And so right. it was just, you know, watching what happened and seeing like if that Najee Harris last touchdown changed anything, you know, all that fun stuff. So yeah, it was a great season. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'd certainly rather be 13th in Scott Fishbowl than, you know, not make the playoffs or whatever, but yeah, it was, it was a great year. It was a lot of fun being in the final got a lot of awesome uh, messages and, uh, had had a lot of fun with it. So it, it was cool. it was great. And uh hey, SFB finalist. Can't ever take that away. From there you me. go. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's oh, yeah.
1: put get that tattooed on your head or something. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. everybody'll ask <laughs> what that is, and you can be like, you, if you know, you know, you know. Um, but I mean again, thank you so much to Scott for putting that together. I mean, that's a that's a big league. That's one thousand nine hundred and twenty, I he's think, amazing. is what it was this
2: year. Uh, he's, he's I'm much, sure it's gonna
1: know, be bigger next year. I don't know if you guys saw but he did put a post out saying it next year that it may be on sleeper as well which I think would just oh, be please. crazy. Yes.
3: Heavy. Heavy. I don't know if yes. that'd be, that'd be harder for him. Well, I
1: think. For some so. of us, we were talking, Joe and I were talking this before we started recording. Some of us are still like, we kind of, I waver. I kind of go back and forth. It sort of depends on the league and the format and all this. But if you start, if you put uh, Scott Fishbowl on both platforms and let a user pick, you're going to have a lot more people, I think do better at it because I think there honestly are a lot of people that want to play, that get in and then don't know how to navigate MFL and don't Perfect. do waivers. Good. Right. And I know, I know, <laughs> I know, but it's for charity. It's, it's, it's a friendly I'm raising league.
2: my hand. I'm one of those people who hates navigating MFL. Yeah. I know how I just hate it. And yeah. So it, much easier. it can be
1: brutal. It can be brutal. And, so I think and again, we after... have more
2: leagues on one place. Like I have most of my leagues on sleeper. Yep. you know to check the mfl ones like okay now i gotta go over to the mfl side of things yep. and start like doing that and there's some weeks where like your bandwidth just isn't the same oh so, yeah i gotta tell you like if that if that happens i did not see that bit of information i've been in a a uh, uh, football cloud the last 48 That's, hours or so. Okay, That's Joe. very exciting news. I like that. Well, fun. again,
1: it's not official. He's working with Sleeper on the well, APIs gonna, and all I'm that. I'm texting
2: Fish right after this. Do it, like, bro.
1: <laughs> that would be huge because I think, too, it also just adds another layer to the fun. You know, you can have a division in each or you can, or you can make some more different things about it, like which is really better and play one against the other. Who I'm knows? I'm texting I mean, him right now. I'm not, do I'm not it. Lying. Do it. I love it. Um, I also think, though, Scott Fishbowl is one of those things that just I, I always look at it as the start of the fantasy season. So if you have draft on sleeper and mfl and everything's posting screenshots and we're all taking there's a whole bunch of different apps that you can run and mock drafts like it just i love that time of year and at this point yeah. we can't be further from it right we just finished the season the season of i would almost call the season of covid playoffs really is what this felt like we didn't have a lot of covid until like week 13 14 15 yeah when it really started to matter and then it just felt like it hit hard right at the end of the season there so I know there are a lot of people that, that suffered you know, t- tremendous losses and had terrible games and all this. And there was a lot of luck this year and everybody wants to say it's all skill. I always say, and I, I actually tweeted about this. If I won, it was skill. If I lost, it's all luck. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not my it's fault. Both. I lost. It's, it's there's, there's definitely always a little
2: bit of, yeah. of luck to things, but uh branch Ricky, a very smart man once said, luck is the residue of design. So if you've put yourself in positions to have the kind of players on your roster, At the end of the day who contributed or you played the waiver wire super hard or you had the right backup guys or you took that shot on Rashad penny or whatever you did that got you there that's the thing it's like yeah there's luck but you know what you gotta have the players to even get lucky you gotta have the right guys i mean those guys don't go off on the waiver wire they go off on someone's team so did you have them on your team or did you not and why didn't you and i think sometimes the good teams that do well they rest a little bit on their laurels and they don't get as aggressive as they should or they don't make the right trades or moves that they should because they're having good seasons but as difficult as the last few weeks were because of covid at the same time i think the teams that advance mostly probably were built on strong wide receiver cores which is something yes that i know next year i'm going to be harping on a big time i just did my first rankings already for 2022 for the draft and six of the first of six of the 12 guys are wide receivers i have wow. hands i am out i am over it
3: the reverse it time
2: to start to evolve and start to realize that the longer season the running back by committee, the managing of the running backs, the running back attrition in the last two years, what do we need to be you know, hit over the head with this? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's clearly an issue and there's still Jonathan Taylor and it's still Najee Harris and It's still these guys you're going to sure. want. But do I want to build my team that way? And I think that's the question we all have to start asking ourselves. The wide receivers are more consistent. They get hurt less and they are typically safer investments that you feel very good about same thing with the quarterbacks too. And I push very hard this year for people to start valuing the quarterbacks. And I heard in single quarterback leagues, oh. people say, no, no, no. Yeah. Like really? Cause Tom Brady just threw for 5,000 yards. And really, because you know, if you had one of the elite guys, you know, like Josh Allen or somebody like you did okay this year, if you had Josh mm-hmm. Allen, it makes a difference because those guys win you weeks. And we got to stop thinking about, you got to start thinking about winning weeks and stop thinking about trying to build from the inside out with this running back thing, which is how we always historically did it. We got to break the pattern. It's not just building with the running back. It's like the right one or don't do it at all.
1: Oh, I completely agree. And I think zero running back is going to get a whole bunch of love over this off season. And the, the stats this year prove it out. I mean, there, there's really no way to, to, to deny that. But I think at the same time, I, I prefer the hero running back as I call it, or as it's known where you have the That's one. what good I started
2: one. doing this year and you, you, you know what? It was yeah. much better. The hero running back is, is, and you I know my that. my my non-hero running back in a lot of places was James Connor. Yeah, <laughs> so that, like that ended yeah. up being okay. I got one for you guys because I want to ask you guys this question, because I've been talking about this and bouncing this idea of people. I want to move to a system in you know, like I love super flex anyway, but where we do the super flex, three wide receivers, a tight end, one running back, and two flexes. So we don't get locked into the second running back necessarily. What do you guys think about that? Moving well, away from RB2 as a position at all and just making it a second flex spot instead and just giving people, especially with COVID, more flexibility in their lineups to set everything.
1: I'll let Scott go first because I know
3: you've got an opinion, but you know I we, do too. Well, and and we talked about this last week with that mm-hmm. all flex league breakdown that mm-hmm. we did. See, that's Where, a little too much for me. I like, mean, that's like, that's chaos. I think. That Well, <laughs> so from a <laughs> dynasty standpoint, though, the, the thing that I liked about it was the fact that the teams that were just decimated by, it. like you said, if it was COVID, injuries, whatever, you had that flexibility to build your roster however you needed to. We, but it doesn't we, look like football anymore. But, you,
2: want, you, you want it to look something like well, a football team, right? So
3: yeah, I think I think you're exactly right that it does need to be somewhere in between. I would like the vast majority. I don't mind having a couple of those all flex, you know, and a couple that are super restrictive. But for the most part, I do like the idea of having a couple more flex just to be able to say, hey, let's. Let's, you know, have a chance to move this around. Let's, and I mean, I, we build our rosters that way anyway, you know, where we just like the one running back. If if as I have some that don't even have any. Yeah, I'm OK with that. Like I, I can live with it. Um, I mean, I won a dynasty league this year, basically, where I didn't have a running back. I mean, I had um, I had Najee. I'm sorry, I had one running back, but I had I had basically no second running back all season. And then I traded for James Conner. And then he got hurt. So I still didn't have a second running back all season. And, and it didn't matter. I won the league. It doesn't, you know, so it's like having that flexibility, though. Uh, I definitely agree. I'd like to see super flex become standard. Cutting out? A couple flex or one, three and a couple flex. I totally agree. And I would like to add to that a little tight end premium as well. No, so let's no, give, you lost me there. Let's you give me, that you boost to team, the top guys. and, then said and let's, tight end premium. Because Joe, we got to make tight end relevant. No, we don't.
2: No, we don't. We got to. We, why? No, no. You're not making tight end. That, the NFL has to make tight end relevant. <laughs> Our job, this is the same people who want to play two catcher leagues. Well, we have to make it. You no, take something no, that's no, crap no, 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 and you go deeper with it or try no. to expand the point, You're making up for a deficit that doesn't exist. I don't, that, the tight end premium, I don't why does that is that do they get do they get a first down and a half in the real nfl when they get a first down like that's the thing like that that drives me crazy here's why because
3: the top guys okay Mm -hmm. kelsey kittle waller pitts hawk okay whatever those are probably the top five (laughs) andrews in that order not in that order but just the top guys for next year those guys will go in the early rounds they'll help your team win you'll have that competitive advantage every week that's great after that it is Basically, you can have one or two guys that pop up every year. You know, it was Logan Thomas last year, it was sure. you know Goddard this year. And Shultz, you find yeah, that Golden that Shultz. late round guy, right? That's mm-hmm. that's cool, great. Um, and then otherwise, I mean, I had leagues where I just stream tight end. It, it's 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 just irrelevant, right? Right. But if you if you have that premium, now those tight ends more compete with like the wide receiver threes, and you know, yeah, they're well, not wide the receiver ones.
2: Those elite tight ends become more important than they should be like i don't think george kittle is the same only as much as an elite quarterback
3: in a super flex and but that should never be the
2: quarterback is a far more important piece of the puzzle in the nfl game than the tight end in any offense even in the best offense that runs a tight end with the chiefs with with travis kelsey Mahomes is still more important than travis kelsey so that's to me it's like if you want fantasy like and i understand like people like the tight end premium and you make a good argument for it But for me personally, the tight end premium is us trying to make something better than it is because we want to pull up the bottom guys. But at the same time, you're elevating the top guys to a point where it's almost too much just to bring up another five or six guys. But at the end of the day, that's how everybody wants to manage it. If you want to manage it and stream it like you and I do or take shots on guys late that you think might pop, that's our prerogative. That's what we should do. I just think trying to artificially inflate one single position is just kind of Pandora's box because then you're going to open up. What about all these crappy running backs now who don't get enough carries? Let's start giving more points for just touching the football. Let's point give a point carry. for looking at the football. Like it is enough. Already. <laughs> point per snap. I mean, it's point crazy. Per letter in
1: your name. Yeah. Who no, knows? Right. Uh, let me, let me do this. There's three things I like in a league and they're not necessarily all in the same league. I want to be clear about this. I like mm-hmm. half PPR. And I like half point per first down. And what I think that does is it gives the tight end a little bit of a bonus there tight ends and short slot guys and receivers that catch the ball to the backfield, get that extra half point for the first down. So I feel like that rewards an actual football move. And I think first downs, in my opinion, are very valuable in the the actual game of football. So they should be rewarded in fantasy. So I think if you do like a half PPR and half point per first down, if you're, you're Jameson Crowder, you get a six-yard catch for a first down. That's like a full PPR six-yard catch, right? Like that's two halves of a point. You get a full point. And it's 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 kind of a way to balance it out. But if that catch was six yards on first and 10, it doesn't get that extra half point. So it doesn't bonus you as much. And I think, too, if, if something else that I really like, one of my leagues has wide receiver tight end slots. So you don't have to start a tight end at all. Which I think changes the whole calculus because then there's only four tight ends in the entire league that are started. That I don't so,
3: have a problem with either what that. I was getting to though is that's the flexibility. Good because that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Here's here's why, Joe, because I had times this year where I was like, okay, I got three quarter three running backs on IR, two are on COVID. I don't even have, <laughs> you know, two wide receivers to put in my slot. But wait a minute. I have, you know, I have uh Mark Andrews and Pat Fryermuth. Sure. Well, I want to plug in, I want to plug in Muth, man. I want to get him in my lineup, but you know, unless he gets a touchdown, it's really irrelevant. But if he's that little, little boost with that premium, I'll slot him in as a flex, you know, well, like so... I have no issue doing that. It's just more flexibility. Well, Here, it's here's funny that
2: there's some offenses in the NFL don't even use a tight end, right? That's the problem. Every offense uses. No, I, I totally get that. I totally you, get some, that. And that. And that's what makes it difficult because you're not working with the same pool. You're, I mean, last year I don't right. think I think the Patriots threw the ball three times to a tight end. It was it was nuts, right? right. And then this year, all of a sudden, Henry is going to finish as the tight end one because he caught a million touchdowns, right? So I think the the variable, unfortunately, is that the NFL offenses don't utilize them. Which, to Andrew's point, making tight end a slash position as well, where you don't have to, but you can go after a, a premium tight end. And if you do have somebody in that slot, it's the same advantage instead of artificially tweaking the scoring to make okay. The other one's relevant. I actually like that solution better. This is good. These are the important conversations we should all be having. I love this. Yes. Great.
1: But here's where I was going to finish with this. I think people
2: sitting in a room talking smartly about this.
1: (laughs) Smartly. That's you nailed it, Joe. That's exactly what we're doing. We're talking smartly. You just sold it. But no, here's the other thing. The last thing I wanted to mention with those all flex. I, I don't like it being purely flex. I like it a minimum with extra flex. So like trade addicts leagues, for instance, is like one quarterback, one running back, one receiver, one tight end, five flex and a super flex, right? So you still have to start one, but then you have some flexibility in those extra flex spots. I think that's kind of where I like to land with it, where you're not, you know, you're still required to start a minimum starting roster. So you're not going to be like five wide receivers. And, you know, what I mean, yes, you can with the five flex. But I think it also goes back to how deep do you want your starting lineups to be, right? That's a start 10. There's start 11. I I'm, I was in a league two years ago. I think that was start thirteen. You know, just got nuts. You know what I mean? Now you're starting guys guys
2: like like, if you guys found the last two years that you enjoy the deeper leagues.
1: Well, I was just going to get into that. Like there are some leagues where I like that, where the league is active and everybody's enjoying it and the benches might be a little shorter. So waivers still matter. But then there are some like, you know, and I mean, the HQ League HQ three where you know, we start I think we start 11 in that one and the benches are pretty deep and IR is unlimited and all this. And there's really nothing on waivers. I love that because as a dynasty manager, I don't have to look at waivers. Like I don't have to look at the waivers in that league. They're picked clean. You know what I mean? And sometimes I'll go on like a Thursday, like you said, Joe, after waivers have run, and I'll just move guys to IR and then pick up guys off waivers because I'm like, I don't know, maybe Cedric I, Wilson blows up this week, or you I'm know what starting, I
2: mean? Like I'm starting to lose my 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 taste for the deeper leagues, not because I want to play in a ten-team league, but like some of these like you know, it's a sixteen-team league or this. Like, oh like yeah, this, like that stuff it gets to a certain point where it's just,
1: it's not as fun.
2: You know what? That's where the luck variable really enters into it because there's no replacement value. There's no challenge of, uh, there's no comeback. You either got lucky and everybody stayed healthy or you didn't. And I think once you go past that 12 team now in the NFL, in this day and age, it's getting harder and harder to, to, you know, once you go past 12 teams, it's very tricky. I'm playing even 14. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm in a, that crazy 32 team dynasty league where you have the copies of players with the IDP and the whole thing, and it's it's bananas. But I don't know if it's fun anymore, and that's the thing. I, I, that's my problem is trying to figure out the fun aspect. You don't want to lose that, and that's something we sometimes get wrapped up in. You know, fantasy football is supposed to be fun, even well, though you know Scott's stressing out about. In the fact, they only had 37% payouts or whatever it was.
1: Well, he's in 50 leagues, so it's OK. He's a math. He's a numbers guy. It's
2: amazing, man. I know he is. It, I'm astounded. <sighs> I remember last time I was on the show when you were rattling off the things, and I could not believe it, man. I was in yeah. awe. I am in awe of you, Scott. I am. Yeah. It's
1: just true. It's impressive. <laughs> the portfolio, we talked about it a few times. The portfolio method is a, is a commitment. Maybe that's what. Put it that way. It's
2: fantastic, but that can be fun to some people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that can be fun to some people, right? That's the way they have fun. Sure. And I think this all kind of what you're saying is exactly where I wanted to kind of land with all of this. Is whatever you like, whatever you find fun playing that, whatever your league is doing, and whatever you guys all like to do. If it's an eight team league and it's sixteen points per reception, like go nuts, have yourself a fun time, right? I've seen some some interesting things over my times, two tight end leagues, and like you said, tight end premium, like a two point tight end premium, and. You know, there's three running backs, three receivers like these. I'm not a fan of those leagues. I've learned that that's just not the format I enjoy. Right. Like I'm not hating the people in the league, but those are the leagues that I'm like, I just I don't enjoy having you're to start right. three everybody
2: should find the things they enjoy to play. and yes. play them. And, and then
1: by what them. I'm saying with that, too, though, is try new things. Right. If you're playing in a league right now and you like it, maybe try to find something that does that plus something. Try something new this season. Don't necessarily join 30 startups that are all identical. Let's get out there and branch out. Let's find something new. Let's kind of do something that is a little bit out of your wheelhouse, like guillotine leagues, like you were talking about before, right? Guillotine leagues are something that is not in my wheelhouse. I think that sounds like fun. It's like an eliminator, but it's active waivers. You know what I mean? It's not just a draft and best ball. It's a little bit more enjoyable. So, and again, like you said, it makes the decisions nuts. Like, do I start Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes this week? Like, that's a decision I've never had to make in my life. You know what I mean? Like, I never have that kind of glutted quarterback. It's terrific. But I will say this, too. And maybe we can kind of end this topic and move into a little bit more on the champion stuff even. But I guess, was this was this season a success? Would you call this a successful season for you, Joe, overall looking back? Would you be like, this was a good time? I had a fun year. Was it a success fantasy-wise for
2: you? Uh, you know, it, this is going to sound corny, but I'm going to say it anyway uh yes was a very successful year because a lot of people won fantasy leagues and had success because of the content that we're out there putting out so you know everybody else's fantasy team is more important than mine so me personally yes it was a success because i found a couple really good groups to play in you know i don't have a home league anymore no one would play with me anymore so (laughs) i'll play with you joe thanks guys (laughs) (laughs) but you know what so that charity league you know, it was a couple of listeners and people, you know, hardcore fantasy pros people wanted to do something good and be involved. And we trash talked to no end and we had so much fun. And we just started a Dynasty League this morning with the same group there because we didn't want it to stop, right? Yeah. So that's a success. Uh it's a success because so many people I saw, you know, message me and said that they won and they're making donations to tags as GoFundMe for his family. Yes. Uh this was a success because it was such a challenge and i think we gave some really good plays most of the time and no one's right 100 percent of the time can't if we be. were we would do it once and then we'd sit on a pile of money the rest of our lives and never do <laughs> anything else right but it was very successful because it was an incredibly challenging year yes. and i think for the most part we came out pretty well like i i think our listeners at fantasy pros and the people that and the black book readers that i have uh, you know when i get these messages my phone blows up that last week that's how I know, like it was a successful season, and, I, and the amount of messages I'm getting and still getting today, that tells me it was. So I'm going to say it was, uh, despite yeah. all the challenges. You know. Well,
1: and that's kind of it. Kind of perfectly goes into how do you define success? I think you define it. It's the connections. It's the people. It's the you know the right. greater. Did you good. enjoy
2: the season? Did you enjoy yeah. it? Was it fun? Did it go by fast? And I always feel like football does. <sighs> it,
1: it always does. does. Even the extra week, I was kind of like that. That last week, I felt like was. Okay, this is the story I give my, every year. I kind of talk about this at Christmas time is like the worst time for finals because like you've got so much going on. Like I'm traveling, I'm seeing family. I'm mm-hmm. trying to set everything up. I'm trying to set all my lineups and not my 15 leagues or whatever. I got to set lineups in and I'm trying to still get waivers. This year we had eight football days in 10 out of 10 in a row. You know what I mean? We had crazy mm-hmm. amounts of reschedules. Right at the last minute, we had 10 Tuesday games and Sunday games and Saturday games and Friday games. Like it was just nuts, right? And then the next week was like, oh championship week we have six days off it was like that right. was the fresh breath i needed going into the title game to like let my brain reset and then go i i liked that the chaos i would love to push it in the quiet that.
2: i would love them to start the season even later and then just have the super bowl end on president's day weekend to me that's the ultimate so that everybody could be off on monday i don't know why like we that. haven't moved to that but now that we have the 18th week i see no reason why we can't just move to
1: that because that makes well,
2: i think start one week later and we're there
1: well, I think what they're going to do is add a 19th week and a second Probably. bye, and they're going to Probably. find a way to get us to that. Cause I think you're exactly right. And the NFL I think is heading adding. that direction. Yeah. And I do think a second bye is coming too, which I think makes sense for some of these longer seasons of football, especially. <laughs> get I mean, ready for geez. four
2: running backs at yeah. all times <laughs> touching the football. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're gonna, gonna split gonna it game. even worse. Yeah, they are gonna oh expand the God. rosters to seventy-five, and it's just gonna be. Dull. This
2: is our first down running back, and Mikey, you're our second down running back, and Joey, you're our third down running back. Everybody's gonna have a down. Everybody yeah. back has one specific down yeah. where they it. It's gonna be like my kids' flag football league that I coach, where we just go in rotations. That's yeah. what it's gonna be like. Everyone just rotates in and out. It's gonna be beautiful.
1: You know, I and would love gets to do. A
2: trophy at the end.
1: <laughs> of course, I would love to do a fantasy league for your touch football league, Joe. You got to get me some of these players. Give me it their is stats. flag
2: football football. It's fine. It I love flag. it. It is not touch Who's the football. number
1: one draft pick in your league. You know what I mean? Like who would oh, do rankings. Let me or tell you, man, there those
2: drafts are, you know, this is the first year I haven't coached. I used to coach baseball years and years ago. And my daughter, she wanted to play football this year and we have a local flag football league and they started an all girls league. So I said, Okay, I'll coach. And it was the best thing I've ever done. Uh, it was we had so much fun. We crushed we did. So we had the best time. And you know and now like she's playing in the winter season they're doing a the winter season for the first time and it's co-ed so they're playing with the boys too oh. and it's just great like it, it that's the thing like every for all the frustrations of football you'd get there on the saturday afternoon you watch them play and you go yeah this is supposed to be fun and you're 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 teaching them the game and all that stuff but it's it's funny because like that you you see stuff that goes on there and you see like what could be successful and what and then you watch the games on sunday and you go Well, if my kids get that right at 10 years old, why the hell can't Jimmy Garoppolo realize that when you drop a linebacker in coverage, you shouldn't throw the football there? Like, I don't understand why he can't do that, but I get my my, my 10-year-old quarterback to understand when that linebacker drops back, don't throw it there, turn this way. And then they can.
1: I don't know <laughs> that's okay vent it out joe let it out i'd rather you let it out here than on the field you know what i mean uh but
2: i get flagged scott, on the field okay. i don't want to forget
1: you either though scott would you call this season a success do you do you look back at this as a portfolio player i guess or as a generic fantasy player a content producer how do you define success and was this a success no it's miserable Terrible. <laughs> let it out okay I go ahead scott stopped. you have the floor
3: <laughs> no, no, no. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's always a success. I mean, we're here. Um, yeah. We're surviving, uh, you know, for me personally, um, didn't have the best childhood, didn't have the worst, but, uh, you know, challenges, ups and downs in my life uh, and losing friends, um, you know, COVID, who knows all the challenges we have, the ups and downs, but football's always there. Yeah, It's so. always there. And uh, you can always rely on it to be there, um, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, so far in my life, it, it has been. And so, um, yeah, it, it's always a success to know that it, it puts me in a routine. I know where I'm going to be Monday nights, Thursday nights, Saturdays, Sundays, occasionally Tuesdays, Wednesdays, <laughs> and, you know, whatever else it brings. But, but I know where I'm going to be. I know who I'm going to be with. And, you know, it, it it never lets me down from that aspect, um, you know, and, and all the relationships that we've built and all the, you know, just from a, you know, from a podcasting standpoint, I mean, all the awesome people we've met and, and just gotten to talk to and build relationships with and join leagues with and, um, you know, and Scott Fishbowl and all the yeah. you know, and there's a lot of good that comes out of all that. Right. And so, yeah, it's it's a success. And, you know, did I perform as well as I wanted to No, but there's lessons in that right mm-hmm. now. Now I'm going through and I've got my spreadsheets and I'm trying to figure out, you know, where, where can I improve? How can I get better? And, you know, how can I pass those lessons along? Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, the, the one thing I would say that's the most successful is something for me is that I want to share this game of dynasty with yes. people. I want to grow it and, <laughs> over this last year man i have been responsible for turning a lot of perfectly normal human beings into dynasty junkies (laughs) and i'm sure their families would hate me if they knew uh that it was because of me but it's it's awesome right it is it is so cool to see somebody post something on their facebook about some redraft league and i'm like dude that's cool, man. That's, that's fine. But why don't you check this out? You know, let's, let's talk about this and you get them hooked. And next thing you know, they're joining leagues and making trades and doing all that. I mean, that's, that's awesome. So that, that's how, that's how I will, uh, leave this season knowing that, you know, I've made my contribution to the dynasty community and, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll learn and we'll get better and we'll pass that along.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. I think I mean, as a as a fantasy player, I counted as a success because we survived it, you know, and it was it was brutal at times. And I, I know I tweeted this out like there were multiple times this year where I just said to myself, God, I wish I could listen to tags on a podcast rant about this. Oh, man. Like, God, I wish I could just hear, you know, a, a couple of familiar voices get really upset on Sunday night. You know what I mean? Like. That would just make me feel better in my heart. And and Joe, you did a terrific job this year. I loved listening to you on the podcast with Dan and and everyone else, like Kyle and everybody else, kind of coming on there. And you know, Ryan, of course, stepping in and, and doing a lot more this year too. So it was good to hear some of those, some of your voices, of course, too. No offense, but you know what I mean. Like that that championship week when they were moving everything around, I could just imagine tags rewriting the primer like three different oh, times got, poor, and just going Pat, nuts. You know,
2: Yates and Pat had to rewrite the primer. I don't. I mean. You should have seen in the last few weeks, they would literally, you would see in the Slack channel, okay, primer's done. And then eight seconds later, somebody would go on the COVID list and say, be right back. Yep. <laughs> and yep. it was just a constant barrage. And then on Fridays where, you know, you know, the meme where you just like throw the, I was the, just going to say, the like the guy throwing in the everything at the desk. Yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. walks out when Sheldon does that in Big Bang Theory. <laughs> That was pretty much the guys every week. And, uh, but it was frustrating from a podcast standpoint because you'd yeah. be recording a show knowing that by the time it got out in two hours or an hour yeah that something was going to change and luckily we were constantly there between the stages between twitter between the live streams we do so we were always getting to people but that that was hard that was tricky uh, you know but look man this i think scott said it best like that the fun of it is that we all sit here and talk in football You know, it's a Wednesday night in January and the three of us are sitting here debating about why tight end premium is good or bad. And I think that is (laughs) magical. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's fantastic. And I love that. And I think that's what's so cool is you've gotten to meet all these people and have these discussions and have these passionate, you know, back and forths about something that we feel passionate about. We love and and it's great. It's 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 the best. And and I'm going to miss it for these few months. But I know it's it's like it doesn't really go away. Like for me, anyway, it's not going anywhere, really.
1: So so two things I want to say this. You're exactly right. Like the people like the contacts and the the communication and and the kind of bringing people together, even though there is some divide and you have different opinions is so and so better than so and so. and. But like, I just love all that talk rather than real world talk rather than like COVID talk or rather than politics oh, yeah, or, you know, econo- economics, like it. all that right. stuff is not, is just great negative. I
3: don't
1: want to deal with it. I'd much rather talk about Jonathan Taylor or RB1. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I want to talk about Jamar Chase's amazing week. Like that stuff brings me happiness in my heart, in my, in my, right. in my soul, you know? And I, I, like Scott said, I like sharing that with anyone that wants to listen. And I think on Twitter, especially, there's a great community of people. Yes, there's drama. Yes, there's pros and cons. That's true for anywhere but being able to have a voice and have somewhere you can go like this podcast and talk about stuff. And we have users or just yes, keep saying users, listeners that come on and you know, give their, their, their league stuff and they ask us questions. And like you said, Joe, people that reach out to you and say, Hey, thanks for all the advice. Like oh, that's, man, that's not why I do it, I but God, that helps. You know what man, I mean? Like that feels tell so you good. I how now.
2: overwhelming it was, you know, when, when tags passed away, oh. I can't tell you the, no- the number of messages I got, it was, and they all started the same, like, you don't know who I am, or I've never talked to you before, like, and I just wanted to say, I'm sorry, and I, and, I, and they would just like, they were reaching out and just saying, you know, this was such an, this is such an important thing for this podcast, this, you know, fantasy football so important to me for so many different reasons. These people who are mm-hmm. addicts, I, you know, oh, yeah. one person, you know, I read, I read the, the letter on the show that yeah. I heard the email, the guy wrote me and um, ended up playing in a league with him this year. Awesome. <laughs> and, and i didn't even know it at the time and then he kind of opened up about this stuff we became good friends and it's it's funny you you take for granted sometimes like what it is and then you realize you're part of people's everyday routine and this this fantasy football thing is part of people's everyday lives and it's it's a thing we look forward to and it frustrates us and it and it's our own little drama that we create and it plays out but at the end of the day it's this beautiful wonderful thing and and the fact that something so simple like talking about it it means so much to people that people reached out to you personally. Yeah. And I, and I say thousands, it's not an exaggeration. I mean, thousands of messages. I believe and it. I've never gotten anything. It's, it was a crazy thing. It told you how much everybody loved and respected Mike, but it also just made, made you feel like, wow, you know, like I'm a part of something here that's bigger than alone. me. And that's yeah. cool. Like that, that was a, that was a cool feeling to come away with it. You're like, you're not alone. And you're also part of something that's bigger than you. I think that's all at the end of the day, any of us could hope for
1: well, and again, when when that all yeah. happened, it was right in like leading into the season. It was, you know, obviously yeah. soul crushing. None With of us saw it coming. And well, yeah, but I'm saying like, it was early in the season and it was yeah. like it was this weird um, like cloud that kind of hung over everybody for a week or two there. where It was like, what do we do? How do we do this without him? You know, and I don't want to keep f- focusing on that. But I think that that did change a lot of people's outlook. And I think it helped. It helped me at least anyway. I don't want to assume it's good. Exactly. It helped me add a little perspective to be mm-hmm. like, this is a a human thing that we're doing here. And I think that that was again, to kind of pivot even to what Scott said, I like bringing people into dynasty because that means that that human connection doesn't go away. All right? We're going to be here all off season. We're going to be here every week talking dynasty. We're going to be talking about trades. We're going to be talking about values. We're going to be talking about what's new and what's free agency and what's the draft and who are the rookies. Like, we don't get, we don't stop. And that's what I like about this. When I used to play just redraft, it felt like there was this hole in my life for six months. You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to talk and about? And then he found like, Scott and Scott
2: well, <laughs> went into
3: 74 dynasty league.
1: Luckily that hasn't happened yet. Um, I say luckily, cause I can barely you. take what yeah, I'm doing. On yeah, social media yet. <laughs> I say, hey, Andrew,
3: yeah. you don't have kids, man. What do I you got? I know.
1: I know. Trust me. That's a thought. <laughs> But no, here's where I'm going with this. Like, I, you get to talk about it all year with other people that want to talk about it all year, right? With my redraft league, there's a you know thread that we've had going on for what feels right. like 15 years now in a text thread, right? You can't get out of it if you wanted to. You have to change your number to get off this thing, right? And so like that keeps going. We keep in touch with people. There are guys on that thread that I've known for 10 years that I've only met in person 10 times. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause we only meet at the draft. If ever we only meet for a game, maybe once a year. And like, we still get to connect. I still know this guy has his ninth kid on the way. Right. And I, I don't know. I've never met any of his kids. He's got a softball team on the way. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy is, is a great person, a friend of mine that I would not have contact with outside of this. Like this is the reason that we still talk. And there's a whole, that's one of the main reasons I actually join leagues. And I tell people this all the time, don't join a league because of the rules join a league because of the players join a league because of who's in it like look at who's in the league don't worry about the team i always talk about this too like i like taking over orphans i know scott you do too where it's like give me an orphan team that i can blow up and all this but i honestly i'm looking for leagues that have fun people that i want to interact with and be friends Mm -hmm. with yeah because like you said it too joe like you're in some leagues now with people that you've connected with or that you want to be you know have more of a connection with going forward so like hey let's get in the league together it's the easiest way to do it and it's and the, the hard life. part is
2: when you get to this you know this level quote unquote is you're 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 in a lot of these expert leagues and and you know some of them are better than others because you're interacting <laughs> sure. with some of those people are better than others but some of them are very kind of cold and and dry you know some are not some it's are the like opposite professional
3: it's yeah. like it's, hey it's I'm here, here that, to you know
2: but they're make, so worried about and, like they're worried about losing like you're playing because I mean, you're worried about losing instead of trying to win and have fun. Right. Because you don't want to be the person. Well, that's what I mean. Who cares? Look, man, I made the playoffs in two of those big time leagues. And in the one that was most important to me in the flex league and Jake's league, which I am the the 2019 champion of. I was dead last. I won two games. Everything I touched turned to crap, no matter what I did. (laughs) And I wanted to cry every single week about it. And that's Okay. Because, you'll be back next year because and I want everybody to know for every championship team I've got yeah I got a loser team too because it's just part of the game yeah so don't don't you know don't get disenfranchised about it like do I not know what I'm doing I do it's just sometimes things go bad and they go real bad and there's nothing you can do to fix it and yep. you know what it's always those teams where you left the draft going boy this went great and I left that <laughs> draft going man I'm gonna come back into the belt baby let's go that's uh-huh. right It is those drafts where you're like, I think that went okay. Those are the ones. Those are the winners. Well, but when you're in like
1: a, like that flex league, you're playing against some monsters. You know what oh, I mean? Like yeah, you're playing well, against guys that are sh- iron all those sharp I'm against.
2: You're playing against like Mike Clay and Marcus Grant and Adam Rank, and you're playing against Jamie and you're playing against Andy Holloway. Like the, those are that That's the league, Scott Fish. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> so you're like, okay, well, if you lose to these guys, at least you know you lost to somebody. That's why I told Scott. Like, yeah, you're losing a league to Graham Barfield. you lost to somebody who knows what they're doing. At least, yeah. you know, but, and, and there's a challenge to that, but it's also not quite, as again, depending on the group and how they approach each other, it's not as fun. It doesn't get the juices going like some of these other leagues do. And, and that's the most important part is, you know, I, I found that again this year and I'm so grateful that I did because I missed it, man. It was so much fun to get back into that.
1: Yeah. And whatever you're, if you, whoever's listening to this, you know, it would take stock of your season, right? Think about what you define success as. Did you have fun? Did you make money? Did you make connections? Did, like whatever it is for you, whatever you're playing this game for, whether it's dynasty or redraft or guillotine or whatever, you know, like whatever you're playing fantasy for, have fun with it, I think is the number one thing. But if you don't play for fun and you play for money, great. See if that's how you define success. And I think ultimately what I always come back to at the end of the season, at the end of the the whole thing kind of comes to an end and it's over and it's done. And you look back and go, man, I only won one league. Okay, did I have a fun time? Heck yeah. Every year the season goes by in a blink. And I feel like in week seven, eight, nine, you're kind of in the slog, you're kind in the rhythm you're just going through the paces you're just trying to get through it there's so much going on but then at the end what do i miss this week the thing i hate the most lineup setting you know what i mean now i'm like god that guy's healthy this week man i, I kind of want it. like i've got one late well I, I don't miss it to a point trust me but i'm saying like i miss that thought process because i've done it for set 18 sure, weeks now or whatever sure. it is you know like leading up to this the routine and, yeah exactly and i like that routine i like the the structure of it right and that's kind of what helps too i think and that's what makes me feel so kind of at home with it i guess Uh, is that it just feels like a nice place to be and again in in dynasty world we get to keep talking we get to keep going uh the season never ends as as our uh, friend russ always says we're in the non-point scoring season right this isn't the off season there is no off off season season. yep Yep. we just keep going uh so we will be here for you we're not going to do a find me a trade tonight uh we had a couple of users i wanted to talk about some of these quick little bad beats because these just man they they hurt my heart a little so i do want to get some reactions to these and and then we can kind of i don't know wrap up with some other thoughts on the season but this one just, I don't know, it hurt my heart hearing it. Um, so our, one of our uh, listeners, Mitch, at Emberg 930 said he was in a league where he started. It's an IDP league. And he started. He had Chubb and MJ Stewart going on Monday night. He needed one point the entire fourth quarter. Didn't get it. Wow. Didn't get it. Lost the league. And he said Wagner played 100% of defensive snaps in all but one game the last four years. Sunday, he played one snap. So he had wow. Wagner on his on his team in the starting lineup and it just didn't come through that to me is a bad beat right like that is like man he lost by less than a point that is brutal i mean that's we all have those stories
2: i get my doors blown off and lose by a point
1: i would 100 percent agree there's nothing worse than waiting until why Why
2: wouldn't you want to be competitive like nope
1: nope (laughs) there's nothing worse than waiting until the end of monday night football to then eventually go i lost you know like you i would rather lose sunday at 230 then Monday at nine 45, you know what I mean? Like just get yep. it over with, pull the bandaid off. Let's be done with this.
2: On the flip side. It is fun to win on Monday night when you win. <laughs> well, I like having one uh, going. I or like when having Najee one.
3: Gets you in the money with that last uh, play. Oh man. That was
2: look. Awesome. I was probably on this show talking about Najee Harris back in what, August or something. Yep. And that one felt good. You know, talk about him as a top five running back and just go all in. And I went all in and Najee. I could. Yeah. And this is why I think it's important too. even if you don't, play dynasty to watch college football because yeah. when you watch certain players play, like when I watch Jameson Williams play, I go, wow. I'm like, that, that guy's got that DeAndre Hopkins kind of quality about him. Like people, I was just talking to Scott Bogman about this actually on our show where we were talking about, you know, people forget when, when Hopkins came in the league, he had little toothpick legs too. Yeah. Like he was just like, it, yeah. people forget those old school Brian Hoyer days, right? <laughs> go all the way back to the Texans <laughs> days. And he just reminds me so much of him and the way he, has that, that penchant for the big play and you know, he's got to fight for the 50, 50 balls a little bit more, but over than that, like, man, like that's the stuff. Like when you start to watch those guys and you know, the guys you believe in, and you know that going forward, even in your redraft leagues, look at the impact uh, that Justin Jefferson made last year look at the impact jamar chase made this year yep. like you know it's not even dynasty anymore so much as his redraft like these guys are coming in they're making impacts and you got to be aware well, of the guys can do it yeah
1: yeah it used to be receivers took a while that was always the note in dynasty not is that receivers tend to hold value longer and they may not start as well and running backs are if you win now and that's i mean some of that's still true and i guess in a general sense but mm-hmm. you've got some of these flashy guys i mean Najee harris is probably the best running back and i would say he's not in the rookie of the year competition for me like he's just no. not it, I just don't even consider it because mm-hmm. honestly, Jamar Chase blew it so far out of the water. It's insane. But even then, some of these other receivers that we I mean, again, Elijah Moore had a struggling kind of year and was you know injured a little bit. I mean, we've had a couple like Waddle, obviously, I think st- well, shown Amon really Ross, well. St. Brown,
2: look, a good I'm on Ross.
1: St. Brown's a good choice. Devonta Smith, I think was one with of all my all the favorite guys in. going
2: into this year. It was just I couldn't wrap my mind around and I had him on a lot of teams and I had to drop him because I was like, I can't.
1: You're talking about Amon Ra, it. right?
2: Yeah, I'm on Ra. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, you can't. Like, at certain times, <laughs> you just can't do it in redraft. Like, you need roster space and stuff. And then, boy, oh, boy, I wish I had a lot of rosters <sighs> <out of the> a <laughs> year back. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. But, you know? I mean, it, the, it's the, the season's a living beast. And you always have yes. to kind of evolve with it and kind of move with it. And that's the thing. Some people can't and they get left behind or it starts without them and they just never can catch up, but you gotta, you gotta stay in there and hang in there. But the more you start to watch these college football guys a little bit, and you start to have a better sense of it, you're, you're realizing even redraft, not just dynasty, what kind of impact they make year one.
1: Well, and even then, I mean, doing the stuff that we do and and kind of being on top of it, I think helps in every league because you never have to relearn. You don't have any rust to knock off. You're, you're always fresh. You're always kind of paying attention. And that's kind of, again, why I like Dynasty is not necessarily for the Dynasty League aspect of it, but just for it's almost like an excuse to have something to talk about. Be like, well, why are you talking about that? Oh, I'm in a Dynasty League. Just let me have this. Uh, You know, like like just I have have a reason. I have a reason. Uh, But at the same time, it's also like it's a way for me to help study all year. It gives me something to look forward to. Like I've got draft picks coming up in May. I mean, it's like. I actually get to play fantasy in a way in May, right after the NFL Mm -hmm. draft, we have rookie drafts. And then, like I said before, the Scott fishbowl draft is in July every year. And then like, so like you kind of spread your league out. And I feel like that just makes it so that, like I said before, it never goes away. It never leaves me. I can't have that. It's not what I want. Um, But yeah, I think that's kind of where we're all coming from is that this, this game brings us joy. It brings us pleasure. It brings us uh, a sense of community, uh, definitely a sense of happiness. I think that's what we're all here to do. So again, like before we, we kind of wrap up for the evening, let's just, let's just let the season wash over us. We did well, we got through it. Is there any other 2021 retrospective you want to give us there, Joe or, or Scott, even I guess anything you guys want to bring up before we we kind of pitch it to the end, have a nice easy evening and kind of call this a quick show for a change.
2: <laughs> well, for me, you know, I think the big thing that I, that I keep going back to is, you know, for me already, I'm starting to think about black book for next year. I'm starting to think about yep. how I want to value guys and all that. So it's just the nature of the beast. And I kind of felt the couple things going into this season, which is I felt uncomfortable with the general consensus of Christian McCaffrey should be number one pick again, just because of Christian McCaffrey. I had a bad feeling about it. I brought it up on some shows. Everyone told me I was crazy and here we are. And I think it goes back to, we need to question things more. That's good. It's healthy question mm-hmm. consensus question, the group thing. And on top of that start to evolve because the NFL game has evolved quite a bit these last three or five years and it's become a very heavy passing and receiving game and it's still great to have the as you said the hero running back even it's still great to have a number one running back but the value you're getting in some of these other guys you know in those second third rounds and stuff like that you really got to do some soul searching and realize how do i want to construct my team and stop thinking about positions and start thinking about it as spots on a mm-hmm. roster, these points. points, and that's yep. that's what I'm trying to get people to understand. So, as much as it's, that's a, what my thought is.
1: We're talking about how it's a human game, and then we're like, don't think of them as humans. um well, But you at think the same time,
2: humans who score points. Correct. As I said, that's, that's what I mean. You got to be a little careful with this because, like,
1: they are humans. They do go through a whole lot of emotions. I, I, this is maybe the best time as any to say this. Don't tweet players, please. If you've had a bad game, oh, if God, you lost your fantasy don't. title, oh, please don't tweet at you know, anybody. What kind like that trash
2: human being does that. Uh, if you a do that, them, you're a trash human yeah. being. Yeah.
1: Yep. 100%. That's not what th- that's not what that's for. Tweet praise. Uh if you if you want to if you want to help somebody and say, "Hey, you know, you won me my league." I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. But don't blame someone.
2: Or, or tweeting you at work or something like that. Say, "Oh, yeah, i to you." Wait, bang up job on that that that. Uh, <laughs> you did a good job on that. Thing. you did the other yeah. day, you jerk ass. Like, what? I don't know on? you from Adam? What are
1: we doing here? Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's. I mean, not I what get that stuff
2: do. every now and then, but not that much. I gotta say. <laughs> well, I, think I always know, say know too, that like, I'll come after them and I'll physically hurt them. So I guess they're <laughs> afraid of me. So, that's yeah, well, the, well, hey. the, that's the difference between me and other fantasy analysts. Like <laughs> some guys look like you want to pick on them. Me, not so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got a good smile and a good voice, but man, you were scary in person of it.
2: <laughs> ask Laquan we did a draft to get oh, there in person this year there you go I think you made the comments like man I would never get to fight with you that'd be crazy
1: <laughs> <laughs> on the other side something I say a lot just in general be kind right like there's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff this is a True. great game that we all play for fun don't take it too serious if you lost your game it sucks I get it there are bad beats we, we talked about a couple here tonight but I mean like there are always going to be those not everybody can win if everybody won nobody would win you know, you got to have at least you got to have some losers in every league and it doesn't make you bad at this. It doesn't mean you should stop. I've had those seasons before where at the end of the year. I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I'm never playing this stupid game again. It's just too frustrating. And then every August it pulls me back in. It's awesome. So, uh, Scott, do you have any parting words, I guess, before we call it a night on, on what your thoughts for the 2021 season? I know you haven't cursed very much. Do you, are you saving it up or have you uh, have you expelled those demons already?
3: No, I've really gotten a lot of it out at this point. Um, we just, we had a good rant uh, a couple days ago, <laughs> to a couple people and, and a couple of group chats that were kind of nonstop there for a while, but yeah, it's nice to get it out. It feels good. We all have our stories. We all have our bad beats. We all have, you know, I, this year was just super frustrating because like all of my best teams lost and it's like, you're not supposed to lose when you're the best, you know, I mean, it's just more frustrating, I guess. But then there's those leagues where I didn't have a great team and I won, you know, and I just, you know, so that's how, that's how it works out sometimes. Um, but yeah, lots of lessons. And, uh, I look forward to, you know, this non-point scoring season to, to figure out, you know, what those lessons are and figure out where I went wrong and what I can do to be better for next year and how it can help our listeners be better. So, exactly. um, it's going to be an awesome year. I'm stoked. Like I said, I'm already in a startup right now. And, uh, <laughs> took over Crazy. a couple orphans and I know I'm going to be cutting out some leagues too. So it'll all even out at the end of the day. I mean, I'm not going to be in a hundred leagues, you know, but um, yeah, there there's a few I'm cutting out and you know what, this is something I, I will say now is the perfect time of year to do it because yeah, I always felt like I joined a league and the reason I made it into so many was because I just didn't want to leave. Like I made the commitment right. I'm here, I'm not going to leave. And like when I told that to, our friend Dynasty Outhouse he's mm. like what are you doing leave right. just right. leave man like it's better yeah. for everyone if you don't want to be there just leave you know and and he like really released me from that um you know guilt i guess of it and and now it's it's a thing and i am i am welcoming people now in the leagues i commission Great season. Let's get our payouts done. Everybody good. Let me know if you want out. Let me know if you're thinking about leaving. Like, let's do it. Let's just, let's do it now. We can find, you know, fill those orphans, do what we got to do and, and again, let's let's roll the leagues over. Let's move on to next season and and let's let's do it all over again.
1: Like Bill Belichick says on to 2022, right? We're, we're on to Sorry. next season. Let's go. We got to put this year behind us. We can learn a lot from it. You know, there's definitely some value in that. But I think, too, what we've all learned is we're here for the people. We're here for you guys. We want to we want to help uh, reach out to any of us. I, I don't want to speak for Joe, maybe, but reach, tweet us all. There you go. He's got the Belichick book. Uh, of right course, there. the Patriots fan has a Belichick book. Of course, checkbook. of course. Uh, but hey, no, reach out Lombardi to us on Twitter. Book
2: right here behind me too. That's a great book too. If you're you looking it. A, a little football. Oh yeah, that's, book, right? that's nice. That Lombardi one's well, great.
1: So reach out to us on Twitter. Like I said, DM us, tag us in polls. You know, we're here to help you all off season, all non point scoring season, right? That's what we're here to help with. We're here to make more yes, connections. So um, I guess before we go, Joe, what are you working on? What aren't you working on? Maybe, <laughs> maybe is the easier answer. I know you're busy over there, but what, where can people find you at least on the, <sighs> the Twitter machine and on the podcast box where are you at uh, with all that it's it's easier to avoid me
2: probably <laughs> <laughs> uh you can find me on Twitter at Joe 17 of course check out all the uh podcasts of fantasy pros we've switched already I already started they did the first baseball podcast already we're already talking about that we just wrapped the last college football podcast for betting pros um new <clears throat> baseball black book is out there on Amazon if you play fantasy baseball go get it it's going to help you a great deal and uh, already thinking about Black Book Football 22, and already thinking about uh, ideas for things I want to do with Fantasy Pros. We were talking about all of those. So just you know, this was my first full season, basically. Now there, if you can believe it, this was one yeah. in the books yeah, for me wow. there. <clears throat> and what a season it was! Oh, see, thanks, Joe. Yeah, yeah, it was your I mean, fault. <laughs> and as of like February 17th, I think I'll be there actually a full calendar year. No, it no, feels no. a lot longer. Um, it but does. It, right. Um, but <clears throat> just grateful to be there. It's a great team of people. And, uh, you know, and I appreciate you guys inviting me on. I told Andrew before, you know, at this time of year, I'm not one to go on a podcast. But I was like, no, I like you and Scott. I'll come on and I'll talk football
0: Wednesday
1: night. <laughs> oh, we're just <laughs> venting. There's no stats. You don't need to prep no, anything. It's, it's was, just,
2: yeah, but it's, even so. It's It's got to be the right vibe of people. And I've been on a lot of great shows this year and you guys are definitely one of them. And there's, and that's been great because it feels like you'll the that. And I'm from the indie scene, right? You know, I'm a wrestling guy. So just to put it out there, I'm from the indie scene. So just to show you, you know, the indie scene people, the, the game's been raised on the indie scene level. And it's very cool to see as, as an indie guy myself. So very cool.
1: Now, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks, I know you're a busy man doing, you know, 15 podcasts a day or something like that. So <laughs> I'm glad you could stay up a little late and help us out with this one tonight. Really great having you on. Good to hear your insights. I know, again, you 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 definitely give a lot of people a lot of good advice. And I know you do it for baseball. I don't listen to as much baseball. It's kind of God I used to, but it's I just can't anymore. It's too much for my brain. My, my old man brain needs football only. But uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that like what you do. We really do it. Just very thankful that you were able to make some time. So uh, we'll yeah, see around those sure. mean Twitter streets, I'm sure. But <laughs> I guess before we, we all the way wrap up, I want to make sure obviously follow us at Dynasty Junkies on Twitter. Uh, like I said before, reach out to any of us. I am Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF, uh, Scott Sidlow at Scott underscore Sidlow. And of course, Rocky, our third guest or third host, who's not here tonight as usual, he's off taking a nap somewhere. He'll be recording this and, and releasing it and all of that. He'll be doing the hard work, but you can follow him at Dynasty FF Addict. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate and review, do all those things, you know, upvote and and like and the, the, the pound sign button and whatever that like all the new things that are coming out. I don't know what they're going to call for the metaverse, but whatever that's going to be, do that, too, when we get to that point. I don't know. Uh, but also make sure you follow us on the DAP network, DAP underscore network on Twitter, the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. And again, the DAP network, which we will. Um, but other than that, I mean, again, been a heck of a season. Can't wait to start the next season, which will be on next week's episode of Dynasty Junkies. Uh, We don't ever stop. We'll be here with you every week. So come check us out. We'll probably be live. I think you guys are planning on going live next week. It's going to be Rocky and Scott, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, check us out. We're going to be here for you all season. And then again, Scott, before we go, take us out of here. Get it going.
3: Hey, let's let's leave 21 behind. Let's get on to 22. Uh, let's let's rock these uh, junkies lineups for Mr. Blackbook at Joe piece PS 17 for Andrew Hall FF. I am Scott underscore Sidlow junkies out.